Welcome to the Press On Podcast. I am so glad you are here. We are on episode 48, which means we are two weeks away from episode 50, which blows my mind. Which What blows my mind even more is that the week after that, in just three weeks, we will be on episode 51. But more than that, we are celebrating our one-year anniversary. Can you believe it? A whole year. I think there was only one week that we missed um, back in September uh, and that's crazy. What a wild ride it has been. And from the very beginning, we said we were a, a podcast for broken, imperfect people made by a broken, imperfect person. Um, and that's really the heart of our podcast is is that so often in our lives, the enemy will creep in in various ways and try to tell us, hey, you're not good enough. Hey, do you remember what you did? Do you remember your past? Do you remember your failures and your faults? You cannot move past those. There is no redemption, restoration uh, for you. But, but we serve a God who is so much bigger. And God looks at us and says, no, I still have a plan for you. You just put me first and trust in me and you will be able to press on. And, and our, our, our theme verse for this podcast is Philippians 3. 13 and 14, where Paul says, one thing I do, I forget what lies before me. Whatever happened in my past, I forget all of those things, and I press on to my prize, which is heavenward. And so I am so glad you are here each and every week uh, pressing on with us. This week we are kicking off a brand new series. It's been a little while since we have gone through uh, an entire book of the Bible. And so for the next three weeks, we're going to tackle four chapters uh, of 2 Timothy and get through 2 Timothy before our one-year anniversary show. And so today I want to take a look at Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1. And if you remember a couple of weeks ago when we were in our spiritual discipline series, we talked all about the importance of studying scripture. And I I give you what I do to study scripture, but I also said, hey, there's no right or wrong way. You just got to find out what works for you. And so for the first chapter, uh, 2 Timothy, I wanted to approach it a little differently than I usually study scripture. And I just want to look at the first eight verses. But what I did was on a piece of paper, I wrote down verse 1. And I wrote down something I learned from verse 1 and then verse 2, verse 3. And I just kind of went through it. And I thought I would just want to share the things I learned from the first eight verses of this book. But before we begin, I want to encourage you that this week I, I want you to try to read chapter 1 of Second Timothy. And try to see what you can learn. Maybe you read this first chapter every day for a week. And then next week we'll, we'll go through chapter 2 and you read second or the second chapter every day next week but but let's dive in to second timothy chapter 1 verse 1 it says this paul apostle an apostle of christ jesus by the will of god according to the promise of the life that is in christ jesus so verse 1 we we get who wrote this book this is written by paul but who is he writing to we'll learn that in the second verse he says this to timothy my beloved child Grace and mercy and peace from God, the Father, and Christ Jesus, our Lord. So we know this is written by Paul to Timothy. Moving on, verse 3. I thank God whom I serve, as I did my ancestors with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in prayers day and night. Paul is praying for Timothy 
constantly? Is there people in your life that you are praying for constantly? Maybe you don't pray for them every single day, but often when you pray, these people are in your prayers. I hope you have somebody in your life that you pray for constantly. Verse 4, Paul says this, I, As I remember your tears, I long to see you, that I may be filled with joy. Paul says he remembers Timothy's tears, and it makes me wonder if... Let's back up a little bit, actually. Uh, some, some context about this book. Uh, Paul is in prison. This is very well the very last book that, that Paul writes in his lifetime. We know that he was imprisoned in Rome. Actually, I, I remember in September, if you'll remember uh, from the podcast, I got the opportunity to be in Rome. And I remember uh, seeing the outside of the, the jail that, that Paul was in, the very the ground that Paul walked. I, I got to stand on it, and it hit me in such a way that these were the final moments of Paul. And Second Timothy are the final words of Paul. And if you know anything, you know that the final words matter. That, that, that Paul found these words so important that he decided to write them down one last time before he was led to his execution. And so as Paul is writing this from his jail cell there in Rome, he says this, I remember your tears. And so I, I wonder if Timothy witnessed the things happening to Paul, Paul's persecution, knowing that, that Paul was very well, could be at the end of his life. And, and Paul physically watched Timothy cry for Paul. And, and it reminds me of the scripture uh, that says that we should bear each other's burdens. And I, and I just wonder, does other people's burdens bring you to tears? The things that people are going through, so often we are quick to judge and I uh, think, man, I'm glad I'm not that way. Or, man, I can't believe what they did. They're, they're never going to get past this. But maybe people's burdens, the things that they're going through, whether they cause those things themselves or things are just happening to them, I believe that, that, that people's burdens should bring us to tears. So my question is, is do you share in the sufferings of other believers? goes back to a couple weeks ago where we talked about the importance of community. We need to be sharing in the suffering with other believers. Verse 5, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I'm sure it dwells in you as well. Paul mentions Timothy's grandma and his mother, and we just celebrated Mother's Day, and so what a great reminder that that for any parents listening out there, that, that your faith has the potential to be passed down from generation to generation. And so you get to set the example. When, when God has entrusted you with a family, uh, you get to set that example. And I pray that you are, are making a lasting example. That, that means show, showing your, your family what it looks like to pray and to be involved in church, and to, to read scripture, and, and to model a life of trust in Jesus Christ so that faith can be passed down from generation to generation. Verse 6, For this reason I'm reminded, I are, for this reason I remind you to fan into the flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying 
on of my hands. And so Paul is mentioning Timothy's gift, that, that God has given Timothy a gift. A lot of people think that Timothy had the gift of evangelism, and maybe this is what Paul is talking about. But I'm reminded about 1 Corinthians, where, where Paul talks about our spiritual gifts. He says this, 1 Corinthians 12, 4. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the workings of miracles, to another prophecy, and to another the ability to distinguish between spirits to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one, the one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Paul is saying that we all have different gifts. He mentions elsewhere that some people have the gift of teaching, and some have the, the gifts of, of, of evangelism and preaching and and so we all are given different gifts, and Paul is just reminding Timothy, uh, he says to, to fan the flame. In other uh, translations of the Bible, it says to stir up, to, to, to use. Paul is encouraging Timothy to, to use that gift that God has given us. And I, I would say if he was writing to us, he would say the same thing. So often we, we, we're, we back away from that gift. We, we're not sure what our gifts is or, or we don't feel qualified or, or, or adequate enough to use those gifts. And like I said at the beginning of this podcast, so many times the enemy whispers in our ears that, hey, hey, you've messed up too much to be useful in the kingdom of God, but God wants us to use a gift. I don't believe that God would just give us a gift to be wasted. Verse 7, Paul says this, For God gave us a spirit not of fear but the power but of power and love and self-control. I think God gives us the strength to use those gifts that he has given us. He hasn't given us this spirit of fear. That, that, that comes from the enemy. That spirit of timidity, uh, that, that, that spirit of reservation comes from the enemy. But God has given us that spirit of power and love and self-control. And so we need to be using those gifts. And finally, I want to wrap up with verse 8. Paul says this, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in the suffering for the gospel by the power of God. I think this has that connection back to verse 4 where Paul is saying, Hey, we share in this suffering. Paul is currently suffering in prison uh, for, for sharing the gospel. But he's saying, Hey, Timothy, you use your gift. You go tell people about Jesus. Go tell people the good news of, of what the Lord is doing. And you share in this suffering with me. You're, you might be persecuted. You, you might be put in prison and whipped. Or you might just be attacked by the enemy telling you you're not good enough. But together we share in the suffering for the name of the gospel. So that, that, that Christ's love can be reached to the far ends of of this world, and I believe God calls us each to do that. No matter what your gift is, our ultimate goal 
is to make Christ known, to, to let people know about his love, his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness. And as we do that, it's going to be difficult. But I pray that we can do one thing, and it's the same thing we remind you of each and every week, and that's to press on. Hey, I can't wait to see you next week. Until then, adios. Thank you.